and gentlemen, when you hear that sound, you know what time it is. It is time for the Situation Room. And those that are watching can see the brother Bauer doing the jam because nobody knows this music better than anybody than the man who created it. Brother Bauer, how the hell are you doing? I am, and I will be. And just like you, we are about to um, do it all over once again, aren't we? You know, it was absolutely essential that we immediately came back and did a part two because we just started scratching the surface towards the end and we let people just hang in. And that's how you, that's what you call a radio hook. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, it left me hooking because I, I was like, well, we've got uh, 15 more bullet points here and 20 slides to get to. We do. And, and here we are at the end. But that's the way it always is because you, when you try to cram, this much information into a small amount of time, it can be a real challenge, but that's why you do what you do, Brother Stucci, and that's why you are in the top 100. And how many countries now? Three. And and they're all um, Caucasian countries, aren't they? Yeah. That's so I mean, racist, is that, bro. That's so racist. Is that, is that, still, a, uh, is that an, still an accepted delineation? Caucasian, or has that been hijacked too? Well, see, you can say anything to me, and you're not going to offend me. But you know, there's there's that handful of people out there you can't sneeze right. Hey, did you hear that? I, I actually have something here. Um, did you hear? Where is it? All right, I got to go back. I'm on Rocky R O C K Y right now. Let me go back to CCI. There are transgender. They're the biggest concern right now. Let me pull it up. The biggest concern, I, I saw the headline of this article, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And this here is kind of leading into what we're going to be talking about here is, is the manipulation of words, right, to spark emotions. And yes. um, why is it taking so long to load? It says, parents say girls are holding in pee all day because they're scared to use transgender bathrooms. So let's let's break that down mm. a little bit more. Yeah. Parents say yeah. girls, meaning dudes dressed as a girl in high school or grade school, are holding their pee in all day. Now, you know what? If I I'm not a school expert, Bauer, but I do know one thing. There's unisex mm. bathrooms in every freaking building you go to. Mm. I I uh this is just again indicative of you know what we were talking about. Uh, yesterday mm. getting into this this whole subject of how pervasive not only hypnosis is in politics and we're, we're just seeing an extreme manifestation of it now because of the weaponization of it and the effectiveness of it and you know to kind of bring back uh, around and summarize what we talked about last night we've we've looked at it from the standpoint of the hypnotic approach to the weaponization of words and into sentences and thought memes and language so that they can control the sleeple people who in a, from a hypnotic perspective have this uh, willingness, you know, people who can be hypnotized easily have an inherent nature and in, within them. And I think it's, you know, tying it for as a stretch to remote viewing and the whole idea of what, why does remote viewing work? Well, it works because everybody has an inherent part of uh, being psychic as a part of, it's a part of our carbon-based unit experience or our consciousness. It is a piece, a piece that's, that is extremely powerful that has been suppressed for millennia and protected by mystery schools and 
you know, various ideologies and thoughts and philosophies uh, that have kept this knowledge um, from the masses. Because if, you, if it got unleashed, like you and I talked about once before, the power of the mind, why don't we teach people the power of the mind? Well, there's a lot of people that shouldn't know that stuff because they're just not ready. You know, I did, that, uh, I did remote view today. I, I just want to say this for the record. I remote viewed over to Bauer's house. And for anybody watching this program right now, I just want you to know that the bro ain't wearing no pants. What's up? I knew there was somebody there. That was you. That was me. Yeah. You got that little tickle. I threw it in. I figured it's the least I could do. Uh, I'm there. Just give you a little. Boop, boop, boop. Well, I got to tell you, I was, I was moving through the studio and all of a sudden I felt this little wisp of whim mm -hmm, of, mm -hmm, of wind mm -hmm. and coming across my furry little butt cheeks. Ooh, dude. And I, and the first thing I thought was stone and I looked around, there was no stone Navi. Well, there was no Navi, but there was this fainting glimpse of a glowing orb that had kind of a meatball texture oh. to it that just kind of whisked out of the out of the ceiling totally bro no, i know it was totally, you bro. i knew it was you the whole furry butthole thing though bro that didn't settle well with me just now <laughs> well don't get so close and blow on my ass jesus god help us now what's up <laughs> the hell you know so yeah the, so the whole idea of of consciousness and how it uh, the the various aspects and components of the way that it it has its its habits, its inherent nature's uh, nature in the way that uh, Sheldrake describes morphogenic resonance. Oh, and I know I'm throwing a bunch right. of things in here, but it's all related because hypnosis works on all of those all of those levels and all of those aspects of the way in which our consciousness functions. And the sooner you can get, the sooner you realize it, and then start figuring out how much of it is inherent within your own experience, how much of it can you actually learn, you know, grow and manifest and take advantage of. It's not only a tool that can be used to help you go where you need to go and do what you need to do and find out things that you would like to find out that are maybe not too obvious or hidden in some way, shape or form. Right. It can also be used to mitigate crap. Oh, and this is, it can be used as, as a, uh, as a protection, you know, as your, let's say a psychic prophylactic. And that's extremely important when it comes to this whole subject that we've been talking about on, uh, hyp hypnosis being weaponized in the political theater. Well, let me ask you something. Um, when you talk about people and psychic abilities, how is it some people can be more in touch with their psychic abilities compared to people that are closed off? What what happens? Is it is it an indoctrination thing? Is it a belief thing? Is it a closed-minded thing? Is it something that we need to practice? Why is it some people uh, can utilize their abilities more than other people? Um, the short answer to everything you just said is yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and what that what I mean by that is that there is an inherent natural frequency within, I'm, I refer to it as a vibration or frequency within this thing we call consciousness. And part of that, not only the aware side of, of this, of, of the frequency, you know, when you're sleeping, there's a, your frequencies change. We know those through the delineations that we've been able to uh, uh, build tools to monitor and find theta to alpha and beta and everything in between. So we know that the mind goes into these different frequencies when we sleep. 
The same thing happens when we use our psychic ability. It's there is a different frequency that it once you find that frequency, it enables you and you work with it. It enables you to utilize that frequency um, and uh, both maximize it. And as I was just saying, mitigate frequencies that um, could be detrimental to your own conscious frequencies. Well, when you brought up frequencies, I pulled something up here really quick. And so there's different frequencies. One of them is to get rid of inflammation. I have one here. 432 hertz is a deep healing DNA repair frequency. Namaste, my brothers and sisters. Namaste. What's up? You got to say something, Bauer. I have lost audio. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, bro. Can you hear me? I have lost you, my brother. Oh, well, that's not on my end, dude. What's up, bro? All right. So can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you just fine. Yep, I can hear you just fine. So you go ahead and continue to do what you're doing. And what I'm reading here. Hold on. Yep, just do what you're doing, brother. Uh, 432 hertz is a DNA repair frequency. Uh, We have 741 hertz. It removes toxins. 528 hertz is uh, full body regeneration, um, emotional and physical healing. Just out of curiosity, uh, I'm going to pick one of these and see what it sounds like. I'm going to pick this one. I'm sure there's going to be a commercial. Uh, Yes, there is. And so just a couple seconds here. And then I'm going to play this frequency. I'm going to skip it. All right. This here is 528 hertz. Let me fast forward it a little bit. So you listen to this, and all this is at 528 hertz, and this is supposed to be full body healing. So, uh, yeah, man. You know, I bet you I know what it is with Bauer. I bet you it's his headphones. You are back now. Yeah, and- I didn't go nowhere, bro. You went somewhere. I didn't go nowhere. So, Bob, well, I, what I'm playing here, I'm playing 528 hertz, and yep. the 528 hertz is a whole body regeneration. It's a full body healing. And, and what I was saying when you were trying to come back on, you have 528 for, for full body healing, 741 hertz that removes toxins, 432 hertz is the deep healing music for DNA repair. You know, all this is what I did. I went to YouTube. And yep. I typed in the search box, healing frequencies for body, and all right. these different things come up. So all you got to do, folks, is just throw those headphones on, find this stuff, and heal, babies. This heal was up. Speaking of healing, this is what I've been taking right here, the Stem Alive. And oh, yeah. I know Audrey's been taking it. Uh, Bauer, you're going to get set up to sell this? Yeah, well, I'm going to consume that art. <laughs> um, so I've been taking this, and this what this is, is it Stem Cell food and so basically what it is is you take this and it's like food for your existing stem cells which helps your body recover dude i'm telling you man i've been feeling really good if you're interested just go to streamingtalkradio.com if you want the cbd oil if you want the stem food or even the stem cell shots just go to stemlightcenter.com but all the links are right there and all the codes to use is right there at streamingtalkradio.com do you like how i threw that in there bro just like that what's up Dude, that was so smooth. It was almost professional-like. And, um, you know, we we got to be careful because there is a certain level of unprofessionalism that must be maintained in order for the brand that is the meatball. There is nothing uh, be, professional be, you know about this shit, bro. 
Well, I, I <laughs> appreciate the fact that, you know, we all have to have all, we've got to let all of the different aspects of our existence flourish. And we've got to make sure that they have their own time and place to get out and be who and what they are. Otherwise, how do you know? How can you tell if who you're listening to or what you're watching is real or not? Right. Oh. And isn't that what hypnosis is all about? Kind of. You know what I'm saying? So yesterday on the show, you said that people have to be willing to accept to be hypnotized or something like that, right? Well, they have to be a they have to be of a willing nature. They don't have to be consciously aware that they're willing. It's just it's a, a way in which that that character and that spirit and soul is. There are people that are just some people that are just more naturally in a state to where they can be easily hypnotized or influenced and persuaded. And there are others that aren't. So it goes back to the, the question you were uh, had asked before your your system took a crap and all of a sudden I couldn't hear you anymore. You need to get that looked at, brother. You know, we're that type of professionalism is what we need to focus on. Anyway, <laughs> when you think about the ability to utilize this the psychic how many you're asking why do some people have more ability than others it's just the way in which those frequencies are manifesting in that carbon unit with that consciousness um you know you you got people like edgar casey which is probably at least at this point along with nostradamus and mesmer and a few others but um casey is a an extreme manifestation of a natural way in which that type of capability and frequency can be easily tapped into right in fact i've uh, i've used often uh, the examples of savants as an ex uh, as a perfect example of a almost next to pure conscious connection with what uh, casey and some people call things like the akashic records or what however you want to call the the cosmic library of consciousness and creation oh. that data seems to exist in a state that can be accessed. Yeah. Um, and that's where remote viewing and psychic abilities and so forth come in. So the thing, going back to your question and tying it into this hypnotic weaponization of language and, and minds and ideology, you not only have um, an extreme, and, and in, in some ways you have to, you can see that they're basically just powering their way through it. It's like, damn the torpedoes. We're going to put as much energy as we can into this. And we know that it's going to be extreme. We know it's going to be more obvious than not if we were being more subtle and, and uh, nuanced in the way that we were trying to use this weapon. But I th And I think what's happening now is they have, they've just basically put it in fifth gear and they're stomping on the pedal because there's no other way to capture as many people into, you know, you think about it as like a, a plow going down a road. They're just scooping up a bunch of shit's flying off the side and going over the top. Right. But the stuff that's being caught in, in, the, in the bucket or in the, the shovel, that's what they want. And that's what we're seeing, in my opinion, with this thing that is being called what it is clearly to objective looking people or objective thinking and observational people is there's there's kind of an obvious coup going on. They are purposely trying to go after the president and they've been doing it since the guy became the president. Right. And if it wasn't so consistent and so, uh, um, I mean, just, it's almost like a, 
loading as much buckshot into a shotgun well, as you can. Let me ask They're you trying this. to hit anything they can. And that's what looks like to me, the shovel going down the road of the hypnotic. There's a dude driving this thing. He's pushing it and they're just powering through trying to scoop up as much as they can. So let me, before we get into the cause and effect of this, the, the psychological part of what we're talking about, about the hypnosis and politics, when we're looking at the situation, you know, I'm playing this, this, frequency this hypnotic frequency in the background and before i even say what i'm going to say to you, i'm feeling pretty at peace with my shit right now i'm just saying <laughs> well you're actually looking kind of at peace with dude, your it's shit. like you know i can feel it in my body dude it's weird yeah i mean look at the look at that calm namaste look on your face dude it's like i need a hug and shit right now bro yeah, I mean, I'm feeling hugs. <laughs> emanate, I'm feeling hugs emanating from your forehead. <laughs> that was weird. I actually started yeah. looking at my forehead when he said that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. See the power of suggestion. It is a power of suggestion. Um, so when we get into the hypnosis of politics, and then we're referencing this coup in regards to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that what we're witnessing right now politically? is because they just don't like Donald Trump or his behavior, or is it because they're trying to save their sorry, corrupt, pathetic asses because they're being exposed for the bullshit that's been going on for years, and if the American people were intelligent enough to think for their sorry asses, they would be able to realize how how much we've been played all these freaking years. You know, So are they trying to protect their shit, or are they trying to get rid of Donald Trump because he ain't part of the the club you know what i'm saying bro what's up bro what's up uh, you know you know it's it's amazing you have gotten to the point where you can create questions that have one word answers that's what i yes. do bro <laughs> yes what i do the answer is is yes it's all the above and, and it's more i think the most uh important one is the exposure that's about to happen the horowitz and durham in fact durham uh apparently the latest i've seen is uh, this is the guy that was appointed by Barr to go find out how did all this shit get started. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and it, mm -hmm. it's a legitimate question. And for people who, you know, are trying to, it's again, it's a part of the hypnotic narrative. They're trying to deflect from, well, why would you want to ask that? But, you know, we're now, the investigation is what we're doing. I was like, well, yeah, but if you can't question the answers, uh, having questions that can't be answered is your only option. And these are questions that can be answered. So why are you so concerned about looking at the uh, questioning the answers that you used to create all the questions that you're now if I told tossing you. out, you know, just firing out of a shotgun yep. at Trump? So the Durham report has been expanded, uh, which is this investigation into how did all this get started after all this time and all this money. It turns out that the narrative that uh, it was being uh, presented as the expectation All right. didn't happen. I'm going to do it this, Bauer. Apart, I'm going to do right? this because we're, we're running down on time and we wanted to play this video at the end of this segment because yes. this is going to segue into the next segment. So we have just and, enough time to play this video. Okay. And this is a double loop hypnosis. We'll come back to it in the second yep. segment. So there's a reason why we're playing this, folks. Okay, so I need everybody to pay attention to this video and listen, and we're going to cover this when we come back from the next segment. So... Here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to expand. And now everybody can see and listen. Enjoy, folks. The time has a race. A race in the contemporary way that we understand race in the United States. For if time had a race, 
it would be white. White people own time. We don't all get equal time, but we can decide that the time that we do get is just and free. We can stop making your zip code the primary determinant of your lifespan. We can stop stealing learning time from black children through excessive use of suspensions and expulsions. We can stop stealing time from black people through long periods of incarceration for nonviolent crimes. The police can stop stealing time and black lives through use of excessive force. I hate when people talk about black women being obese. I hate it. We are living in the Trump era. White people are racist. So <laughs> I put this up because I really want any white person in the room to know up front that this is what we're dealing with. Black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower. The racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. That it's not gonna be this coddling of white tears and what that looks like, we're not gonna discuss, oh, maybe some of us have worked it out. No, you're always gonna be racist, actually. We're moving, we're taking care of kids, but our food quality suffers. And look, those policies kill our people. You can't get access to good health care, good insurance. So even when you're on your path to trying to figure out how to be a better human being, um, because I believe that white people are born into not being human, like that actually, instead of people of color and black folks being dehumanized, that actually everyone is dehumanized off rip within white supremacy. I feel like when I think about the trauma that black men have gone through, along with the trauma that a black woman has gone through, we're able to heal each other because we know each other's pain. That y'all are born into a life to not be human, and that's what y'all are taught to do, to be demons. So in this particular way, white people are all racist. We know our ancestors' pain. Black men need a black woman, and black women need a black man to help us be better, and because, because we know each other. We, we need each other to heal those wounds that were never really treated. The way the system was created, when the United States was founded, it was white, white men that got drunk and made a nation on the backs of slaves. Everything here you see was built by slaves, and I know you know that. are being deported, I don't have time for this anymore. That's why I'm telling you. Where do you stand? They're being deported. I don't have time for this anymore. That's why I'm telling you. Where do you stand? There's no middle ground. It's either them or us, and it's us. We have to stand with the people, bro. And you are representing right now the black community. Don't ask where they are. You are here. You are the community. I am the Puerto Rican community. So stand with us. Don't be divisive. Because you know why you sound a little bit like the dumbasses that say all lives matter? I'm with you. But I think it's also really important for us to know that we have the power to choose how we see ourselves. Sure. We will be fortified to fight all of these other external issues when we pour into ourselves enough to say, I love me, I am not the conditions that surround me, I am not my experience, I am more. Okay, dude. Mm. Well, I don't know what I just did there. I didn't mean to say it out Hold loud, on. but it just came out. What if I told you okay. there we go. the time has stopped? Yeah, Turn about that, brother. About that. So uh, wow. there was a there was a double hypnotic mental penetration uh, in that whole narrative. 
across the board. And, and we'll get into what that means in the second segment. Um, but this is, this is what's going on and the way it's being, the way it's been weaponized and the way it's being deployed. And it's fairly easy to see, but it's also very subtle and nuanced. And the more you're aware of it, the easier it is to, again, use your own ability to mitigate it. So basically, keep it out of your shit. basically what's happening here is that we are reinduce, reinducing through hypnosis the recreation of racism through an agenda, whether it be a political or a societal agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, mm. we are going to cover this. And we're going to jump in this freaking rabbit hole because this whole racism thing, I'm sick of this shit. I really am. And I'm sick of being accused of things that I'm not and Robert's not and much more. Ladies and gentlemen, the situation or Mojo 5 Radio. We'll be right back. Stand by. You know, I'm telling you folks, every single day I try to dissect information or the distribution of information, you know, and it's really weird. Bauer, yesterday I was telling you guys, you and Scotty, the big freaking cannoli. By the way, no cannoli today. Uh, The wifey, Randy, is not feeling well. She has to go in and get her ticker checked out. Uh, They don't know what's really causing the issues, if it's anxiety or if it's a heart thing. Uh, poor but, Scotty. Poor Scotty, but they're playing it safe. And so we just want to say all love, all prayers, all whatever it is you do, what kind of magic you practice to send good intent to people, please send that intent to Scotty and Rainy. We want to make sure that she's okay. Rainy's badass. And, uh, boy, if it wasn't for Rainy, Scotty would be homeless. I'm just saying, you know, no disrespect, yeah. Scotty, but, you know, what's up? Yeah, what's that? what do they say? What do you call an artist without a uh, girlfriend? Bankrupt. Homeless. Homeless. What's up, Roberts? <laughs> Go take a shower, bro. <laughs> um, one other thing, too, I want to add in here, too. Two other things I want to add in. First off, kick-ass beef jerky. Kickassbeefjerky.com. Oh, yeah. Use code word, all lowercase, meatball. Get 10% off your beef jerky orders. They have freaking everything. Just give them a shot. Just try it one time and tell me what you think. And if you do get kick-ass beef jerky, send me a selfie with you holding some beef sticks and we will post it on our social media. And, of course, we will post a picture here, kickassbeefjerky.com. Use code word, all lowercase, uh, meatball. I was going to say mojo. And the <laughs> second thing I want to say here is Elijah Cummings um, unex- unexpectedly uh, passed away. Uh, you heard about this, Roberts, right? right? Oh, Paul? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Roberts. Robert. Um well, I, I'm worth two of us. I, I, I want to say this, dude. <laughs> I, I want to say this because, you know, there's a thing in life where we have a political view. There's a thing where we are passionate about how a country is ran, uh, about humans, about how humans are treated, uh, you know, and we are very adamant in our belief system. We're very outspoken in our belief system. I get that, man. I, I really do. I'm as I'm. How many shows do you listen to call people cockroaches and thugs? You know what I'm saying? Well, you're catching it right here because this is what we do. Mm-hmm. But I don't wish the death upon anybody. And where I'm going with this, Bauer, is I was reading through some threads today on some of these independent media sites. 
And people were glorifying this dude's death. People were mocking his death. Uh, you people are effing assholes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, grow, grow the F up. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Go for a freaking walk or something because it's pathetic, it's immature, and it's two-year-old. I don't care what your political views are. I really don't. I don't wish death upon anybody. You know, here's another thing I want to I want to slip in here real quick. As long as we're talking about this pathetic behavior, when we lose somebody that we love, when we lose a grandfather, a sister, a brother, a dad, a mom, whatever it may be, it's catastrophic to us. It's catastrophic to us. Uh, we go the rest of our life thinking and missing of those people that we love, mm -hmm. and for the most part. We are a very supportive community. But I, I want to say this, man. You know, I've been watching, still watching these debates about what's going on in Syria, what's going on in the Middle East, what goes on in Africa. Yeah, I get it. You know what? Everybody's like, well, that's not our problem. You know, I get it. Politically, it's not our problem. But as a humanitarian, it is our problem. Allowing innocent people or justifying the slaughter of innocent people, no matter what sand you walk on on this planet, is bullshit. It is straight-up bullshit. The reason I reference when we lose people, one person, how catastrophic it is, and I look at reports that I get or when I talk to my friends that are in the Middle East or talk to my friends that live in Africa, and I hear about the savagery that goes on every single day, and I'm not referring to the militant groups now. I'm talking about the innocent people that are caught in the effing crossfires of bullshit politics, and you have mothers and fathers burying their children, you have children burying their mothers and fathers, and there are people, Western societies, that don't give a rat's ass because of their ethnicity, because of what God they choose to pray to, that's not the kind of human I choose to be. You know, I need to make sure that as a human being, I recognize the, the innocent people that are caught in the crossfires globally, the innocent people that are burying the people that they love because they as well love their parents or their children just as much as we love our parents and our children. They as well will go the rest of their life with that memory of that loss of the person that they love. And so when I seen some of the comments today about Elijah Cummings, and it just kind of triggered me into some of the things I see about the behavior of people and their views on death to other people of other cultures, that is not what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be better than the people we despise. We're supposed to be better than the people that we politically stand against. And in order to be better than those people, it starts with personal character. That's where it all starts. And if we Amen. can't have that personal character and that gratitude of life, love, and freedom, and independence, then we've slipped and we've gone off the path somewhere, folks. We've, we're screwed up somewhere. If, if we can sit here and justify the death and murder of innocent people because they're not us. You know what I'm saying, Bauer? Yeah, and, and I'm so 1,000% behind everything you just said. And, and for me, um, when I look at those circumstances, first of all, everything is much more complex. There's much more uh, involved in whatever situation yep. anybody is looking at, passing judgment on, reacting to, uh, et cetera, than, than most people even give two seconds of consideration for. And that's where, you know, I think the first step of falling over or falling off and tripping you know, into these strange and, and unthoughtful uh, perceptions of, of life in the way that you just described it. But to me, it also gets down to one thing, and that's respect. Mm -hmm. 
if you don't have, you have to have respect for yourself before you can have respect for someone else or something else. Amen. In, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can, or at least in my experience, in my opinion, being able to have self-respect um, starts with being able to be real with oneself and being real with oneself is having the ability to, uh, to realize that you, while you are conscious and thinking, you're always, I, I've always referred to it as the third person, uh, that, that experience that I have. I have what I'm experiencing out here in front of me. I have me watching and, and initiating that experience out here. And then there's this third person hanging out mm-hmm. back here that is completely neutral, completely just an observer, uh, objectively ob- observing the other two doing what they're doing. And that to me is the state of self-examination. Once you can can have that conscious experience and do a self-examination, you can then start to learn the good things, the bad things that you like, and those are all going to be based on whatever perception has been foisted or hoisted or that you've adopted and consumed. But at the end of the day, you find the things that are good and you begin to have respect. Yeah. You begin to have respect for yourself, mm-hmm. for the the good stuff that are, that uh, makes the unique character and personality that you are and the bad stuff. And then, and only then do you have, I think a snowball's chance in Hawaii of being able to project that respect, that awareness out from yourself to other people and to other things and life forms. And once you get to that point and you can be just a respectful uh, individual from a conscious perspective, you then all of a sudden get this magical thing called gratitude. Mm. Right. (laughs) Because gratitude, if you are in a state of gratitude, then you don't have to wonder what your altitude, longitude, latitude and attitude is because it is a gratitude. Right. It is a respect. And if you can't be that way, then you're going to see things like you just talked about these vile observations and judgments and and uh, just flinging of nonsense when somebody just passes. Right. I didn't like uh, Elijah Cummings' perspective. Right. I, didn't, I didn't like his ideology. Um, I didn't like the way that he conducted himself in the position that he's in, in in Congress. I think a lot of it was, you know, it's just, to me, it wasn't as refined as I would have expected from someone with the character and the history of a civil rights right, uh, right. Uh, activist and 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 considered a, a compassionate human. Mm-hmm. And I think he was very compassionate. But that has nothing to do with the fact that this man has a family. This man has a lineage. This man has a history. And he was a respectable man, regardless whether you agreed with his political ideologies and views or not. He was a man. He was another life. He was someone that earned a great deal of respect and he earned it. It wasn't something that he went out and tried to get or some or was given to him without, uh, you know, consideration. That man walked the walk. He went out and fought for the respect of other people. That's right, brother. And and to, to segue back into what we're talking about during the, the first segment, uh, I did a stream last weekend, and part of that stream was it was processing life. Uh, you said something that, that kind of triggered something in my brain. Uh, it, it all does come down to individualism. It all comes down to 
what we see when we look in the mirror and what we feel about what we see when we look in that mirror. And, um, you know, now our topic discussion is hypnosis and politics, but let's go beyond that. Let's not just say hypnosis and politics. Let's say hypnosis and societal events and life. In every aspect of our life, there is some kind of hypnotism that is going on. And I think part of this play, Bauer, is through this hypnotic state in order for certain agendas to perspire then we have to have lost part of our identity and part of that identity that we lose is that aspect of critical thinking and not thinking through emotions but through thought process right and yeah yeah go go ahead i was just going to say and through through this hypnosis that we deal with on a daily basis we lose who we are because we start chasing that identity to apply to what society wants us to be instead of what we're designed to be. And that alters our judgment, that alters our reaction, that alters our perception, and that alters our reality. And uh, <laughs> you know, we're constantly being played into this matrix because this is benefiting somebody else and not you. So spot on. And I think one of the things that I've uh noticed and it and it seems to be one of the the techniques within the um hypnotic process you know and and let's let's back up just one second and realize that the that hypnotism is and you found this on on the uh show last night that article about how different hypnotic techniques are used to achieve certain things and I think one of the the key techniques that, that is being used is that is opinion. People are being given their opinion in this hypnotic process. Your opinion should be that anybody who questions climate science is immediately a climate denier. Mm-hmm. Anybody who um, questions um, a uh, someone a carbon-based unit that has multicolored expressions on its epidermis is going to be a racist. Anybody who questions the moon landing um, is going to be a conspiracy theorist. Anybody who questions the flat earth is just got a round head. So the oh. my point is that here you are in a watching the unfolding of opinion distribution you are there's a this mechanism of this is the way you must think about something or see something is formed in these things called opinions and they're freely doled out and you know actually i think there's a a great big um, enema that people are just backing up to and getting filled with opinion you know what i'm talking about so you know here's what i was just thinking is is when you were explaining that how many people have you heard of, or even through conversation, where they says that there's a lot more people that support Trump, they're just too afraid to come out and speak about it because of the backlash that they'll get? Tell me that is not either hypnotized or completely off the keel indoctrinated. So uh, that statement that there are a there's a hell of a lot more with was has i think been typically referred to as the silent majority right right um so when i look at that i break it down i go back to my informatica and my my container metric uh, metrics how is this being packaged well when you think about it and 
this is one of those things where this in that clip that we played at the end of the first segment with all of those group memes of and I was saying it was a double hypnotic penetration. The first part of it was there was victimhood that was instilled hypnotically into the majority of those people that we heard express their views. So that was the first penetration. The second penetration was it came back out as here is a societal problem because of my victimhood. And so that opinion was now turned into this great big stew and they were just flinging that shit all over the place. And uh, they hit people with their mouths open, they consumed it. So that's, that's one part of what's going on. This, this other piece about this silent majority, when you think about people who are, in uh, Brother Dougherty's terms, unindoctrinated, mm-hmm. they don't get engaged and, and turned into this, um, these <laughs> emotional expressions of hemophilia. They, they, they sit back and they observe and they think. And when they sit back and observe and think and they take in the informatica in the field of awareness that they're examining and observing, they see these anomalies and these things that are just, you know, they're, they're kind of nasty. There's, they're loud. They're, they're bouncing around things. They're smacking. They're breaking stuff. Uh, they're, they're causing disruption. Um, when you see that, your first tendency, at least I know my experience, is I just kind of sit back and watch. I don't say a whole lot. I don't want to get involved in it because, hell, I probably am not wearing my hazmat suit right, right. to go get engaged with it. And I don't, want, I don't like wearing a hazmat suit. It's, it's cumbersome. It's not comfy. You know, mine's not air conditioned like yours is. I actually do. My hazmat suit does have an air machine inside of it, bro. I look like the marshmallow man. I'm just saying. I kind of dig that shit. What's up? I'm thinking that we need to, we need some video of this and, and it needs to be properly positioned so that Dude, people know that you video. are protected. When I was going through, <laughs> when I was going through hazmat training, so we had to put on the hazmat suit. And mind you, we're, we, we have our full turnout gear on underneath. We have our air tank on inside the hazmat suit. Um, and then what we do is we had to sit there and try to pick up a dime off the floor in our hazmat suit. I got video of that shit. I'm going to show you guys next week that video is up. That, that that sounds uh, watch worthy right there. I mean, you picking up a, a, some money in a hazmat suit. Um, there's probably some instructive nature in there that we could all learn from. No, you see my butt when I bend over. Is, do you do you actually have plumber's crack in a in a hazmat suit? Well, if I did, you wouldn't see it. What's up? Well, I, I heard those hazmat those back doors. I mean, that's I, I heard it from a friend who. Yeah, right. I sure you did, yeah. bro. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Deep Woods Bauer is what we're going to start calling you. What's up, Bauer? What's up? <laughs> Deep Woods. Uh, we were going to talk about some bear stories yesterday. We were. Maybe we'll, we were. We'll have bro. to do a different show on that. Yeah, we will, bro. So uh, what were we back in? We're down in about, what, five, ten minutes, something like that? Yeah, this show's going by quick. Um, yeah. Yeah, we got ten minutes, man. Ten minutes. All right. So let's um, let's see if, in fact, uh the key here, from from my perspective, and the reason I wanted to get into this subject is the observation that uh, that I'm picking up is we're seeing a clear cut, just scorched earth kind of approach in the way that this narrative and these things have been um, 
uh, weaponized and been put out all over the place so that it's a damn near all that you see in here, it, depending on, again, where you get your feed from. But even in some of the most uh, benign and, and uh, uh, alternative sources of, of information, of informatica, this stuff is creeping in because, hell, it's in everything. Right. And this goes to the point that I wanted to make about the generalization of the use of hypnotic techniques and tools across the board, specifically as it relates to our topic, hypnosis in politics. If you go back, if you look 20, 30 years ago, entertainment, news, media, um, sports, um, corporate America, that you did not have anywhere near the satiated saturation. Ooh, big word, which, bro. Which kind of almost was double the same thing. But nonetheless, um, you didn't have the political aspects and ideology in any of the major industries and business sectors that we have today. Right. You didn't have this political ideology injection into sports. You didn't have it in news. You had the Walter Cronkites. Um, uh, you had... Uh, in in the news media, you didn't have, and when you went to see Led Zeppelin, there wasn't a peep about anything going on from, from any political perspective. But over the last two or three decades, this political, the political ideology, and it doesn't matter if it's left or right, but it's primarily been on the liberal progressive side, has infiltrated and saturated every aspect of what we used to have as a part of our culture. You were able to go to concerts, go to movies, go to uh, do business, and you didn't have somebody trying to shove their political ideology all over you or up your ass while you were doing whatever it was Ooh, that you were there to do, bro. which had nothing to do, right? Damn. And this this goes back to De Niro that we were talking about yesterday. You know, and uh, I think it was uh, Mark Wahlberg or somebody yeah. who said, you know, the these celebrities need to just do their craft and shut up. Because outside of their craft, nobody, I don't give a damn, but we've elevated, like we talked yesterday, there's been, there's always been a, a level of uh, respect and elevation given to celebrities across the board throughout what we know as celebrity dumb mm -hmm. uh, over mm -hmm. the last hundred years or so. Right. And, um, and it's, but it's been limited to the, the, the craft, the mastery of the craft that that particular celebrity uh, was good at. Now these people think that, you know, because they they have the greatest fart song on the planet, uh, anything else that they say out of their ass is worthy of other every other person hearing it and consuming it. And no, that's not, not going to work. But you also made the point that we've also taken the celebrity dumb and we've foisted it onto these politicians. So you have this incestuous cycle of crap of political ideology infiltrating all of our major institutions of, of business and entertainment and uh, just living. And uh, so, and, and to further it, make it even worse, we've taken and turned these fricking politicians into celebrities and given them more import than they deserve or should have. And what's, what's really ironically antithetical to the whole thing is you, if you look at the approval numbers, the celebrity politicians are down on the toilet. So there is a cognitive dissonance that is a, an example 
<laughs> of the power of the pig. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ed, do it, do it. Listen. Oh, oh, oh. I got another one. I got another one. Here we go. Oh, go. Ready? Here we go. Ready? The bomb. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that one had company. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. Where did that come from? Uh, I can see. I, I'm sure it was inspired by the, uh, the, the diarrhea that just flew out of my pie hole. Yep. <laughs> All right. Do you remember where you're at? Do you remember where you're at on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my point is, is that the, the political ideology, and this is where you people have to, I think we most people see it, but if you just give it a little bit more attention and, and your awareness, it's going to be easier to see and, and deal with and ergo avoid at all, at at all cost if possible. And that is that political ideology has been, through hypnotic techniques and tools, has been slowly infiltrated across our entire society where it wasn't decades ago. I know I grew up back then when this shit wasn't around and oh my God, what an idyllic time compared to what we have now. Right. Um, but you have this, this, these hypnotic techniques have been used to take the language, the narrative, repackage it, put a new set of metrics in new containers, toss it out there, infiltrate it across the board and now turn it around and say, well, because it's everywhere from science and academia to entertainment to news to whatever you want to do, business, et cetera, to global concerns and, and things that have been turned into globalness because we are now a global connected society thanks to our wonderful technology called Uniblabs. Uniblabs, what's connected. up? And people are too busy flapping their yaps on our Uniblabs and not getting into trying to be critical and observational and reasoned and rational. Well, I do got to admit though, bro, there, there's been times where, you know, you've called me at like one in the morning and you know, you did some uniblab shit, bro. What's up? Well, you know, when, when the inspiration strikes, you have to strike back. You do. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I have here in front of me, uh, just, just so I can get this off because I want to make sure we punch this out. Um, in this article, hypnosis and politics, they're saying that there's five factors, and I'm sure there's plenty more, but there's five factors that they pointed out. One is metaphors. We see it all the time. Uh, make America great again. Uh, you know, there's different things that they use to draw people, and uh, and they also do certain things like bring up uh, wedge issues that we're always arguing against, which is like immigration, abortion, religion, etc. Right. Um, the second one is repetition we talked about this yesterday the more times you say something the more it becomes truth uh number three is hypnotic anchors um i actually did a lot of research on this on tonnage of tv news anchors their vocals their physical appearance you have all these chicks that uh you know that i watch on the news and they're super pretty most of them are blonde and then what they do so they don't look stupid they put glasses on them to make them look smart um, so hypnotic anchors is number three. Number four is hypnotic themes. Um, there's another thing. Google hypnotic themes. You'll see a lot of shows when you're watching the program or watching commercials. Subliminally, there are themes that you are watching that are actually downloading information into your subconscious mind. Now, mind you, 90%, 97% of the information you consume is subconscious. 
3% of the information you consume is actual conscious that you're aware of that you are purposely trying to remember. Um, so mm-hmm. hypnotic themes is a huge one. And then the fifth one here, like you were just talking about with those ladies, is the power of words. So you have the power of words supported by a hypnotic theme, supported mm-hmm. by hypnotic anchors, supported by repetition, supported by metaphors, and you are being downloaded every single day. And sometimes what we think is original thought is actually a manifested thought that you don't even consciously realize that you've been subconsciously downloaded to believe what you believe. Damn, that was deep, bro. What's up? Dude, you nailed that hard. I mean, and and that's when people, when you have that awareness in your consciousness, then everything that you see takes on a different perspective. Yes, sir, it does, bro. It's an it's additional set of data that was there before you were aware of what you just laid out and what we've been talking about. And all of a sudden, it becomes a lot easier to navigate and mitigate. Bower, we have 30 freaking seconds, dude. What's up? How does that happen? I don't know, man. <laughs> There's so much more shit we got to talk about, bro. <laughs> We may have to do part three. We're going to have to do part three because this is actually huge because it's this subject that explains everything we're consumed with every single day. Hey, folks, I don't know what to say. It's the end of the freaking program. You know, sometimes there needs to be two hours. Visit StreamingTalkRadio.com. You can find all the information on how to follow Bauer, his YouTube channel, all his social media links, and, of course, mine, cannolis, and everybody else's. StreamingTalkRadio.com. If you want to donate to the program, just go to StreamingTalkRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being you. Thank you for being here. We love the hell out of you. Rule number one, don't take shit from nobody. Love you guys. Good night, everybody. Namaste. Namaste.